can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Hannah, I know that you like to listen to TV shows as you go to sleep and you've got those headphones and stuff. It's getting out of control now. I don't know how this has happened, but I'm listening to House, which is like screaming medical emergencies. I don't think this is helping you get to sleep. I really don't. (laughs) I think it's because I've started watching House and I love it Mm. so much that it's like I'm watching it before bed and then I just fall asleep. Okay. And so it's still, yeah, that's why. Do you then go and rewind and keep watching what you missed? Yeah. <laughs> Surely that's giving you weird as dreams. No, I think I'm used to it. The episode finishes and then I've just got my headphones in, but it's really, yeah, not good that I'm able to fall asleep to like people screaming from their medical emergencies. That's an interesting one. I'm not falling asleep to medical emergencies and normally I'm a silence only kind of sleeper. But mm-hmm. while we were away, we tried out the Calm app oh. and then we forgot that it was a seven-day trial and then got charged $80 for the full year. So we decided that we would just start using it every night and just see what happened. And now every single night <laughs> we listen to a sleep story. Is this like a Harry Styles? Yes, yeah, so we have listened to all the Harry Styles ones, but at the moment, We're going through this phase of listening to this man who sounds a lot like Michael Edwards, the fragrance Mm. guy, talking about a cat called Humphrey and he travels around the world. And so every night we're like, oh, where do we want to listen to Humphrey tonight? I was Humphrey in Rio, Humphrey in Paris. Like we're hooked on it now. And the issue is that Adrian does night shift. Where do you play it out of? His phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the app is on his phone and the issue is he does night shift. So when Mm -hmm. he's not home I have not been able to sleep (laughs) because Mm. I've become reliant on these sleep stories and listening to this cat traveling around the world so you know exactly what I'm talking about yes you get hooked on it yeah and I don't know why we did this to ourselves like we just wanted to get the most out of the 80 dollars but now I'm like we've just completely shot ourselves in the foot now I'm gonna have to pay the 80 dollars and this is their strategy I bet this is how they get people But it really works. Yeah, it does work. Some nights I would be asleep before they even say who they are. Wow. It's something about having a little voice there and it would just send me off to sleep and I'm really enjoying them. But at the same time, I'm just thinking this is an expense we really didn't need in our lives. We could have just continued to go to sleep in silence. Like in silence. Yeah, and now we have an addiction to sleep stories. Oh, that's a really cute boyfriend story, Joe. You guys is are it? adorable. Yes, oh, very adorable. It wasn't meant to be, but yeah, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the boyfriend, I may as well tell you about the group chat that formed while we were away because I obviously have – some very unique little habits and I'm a little bit peculiar and particular about things and like things a certain way. So traveling with me is 
a bit different. And especially when you're traveling somewhere hot and I'm obviously very, very sun safety conscious. Mm -hmm. So he would be filming me wearing like full long pants, a long shirt, a big hat at the beach while there's like topless women around. (laughs) It's just a complete contrast, like obviously not filming them, but he would be sending it to my friends in a group chat that they all joined without me in it. I didn't know what was being sent or said in this group, but they were all just loving this group chat that was going on. Mm -hmm. But I ended up getting access to it. Oh. Yeah, he lent me his phone at the end of the trip so I could see what went on and there were some hideous photos and videos of me that were sent in there. (laughs) But that's okay. They all enjoyed it and it was just a documentation of how difficult I was being at times. (laughs) Like what other things were you doing that was difficult? Oh, I wish I had it here so I could give you some examples. Can we get some of the videos in the Facebook group? I'll see if I can grab them off him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it was around sun safety, sunscreen reapplication, not wanting to be in the sun for any moment of time, having like a shirt over my head just waiting to get on a plane because we were stuck there for five minutes. (laughs) So I always had a shirt with me, which my friends were just like, ditch the shirt, what are you doing? But it's just an added layer of protection, you have to. Over the bathers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just with me at all times. Like I would have it in my carry-on bag just in case I had to wait on the tarmac. (laughs) Was it a UPF shirt or something? It actually wasn't. It was a linen, cotton linen shirt. So, yeah, no UPF protection in that one, but better than nothing. What was the hat? What was the big hat that you had? I took two Solbari hats with me, which are the UPF Mm -hmm. 50 plus protection. So if you are going, honestly, anyone in Australia, you probably need a UPF 50 plus hat at some point. Those were really good. And then I also took a cap, but I didn't wear the cap a heap. I preferred to wear the wider brimmed Mm. hats because I felt like, you know, the sun hits you on the side of your face and then I'm trying to like rotate around. But I did get some sun damage because I went to James Vivian when I got back and they obviously had a decent look at my skin and I've got some sun damage around my cheeks, like under my eye on both sides. So it just goes to show it doesn't matter if you are reapplying sunscreen consistently and frequently, you will still be susceptible to sun damage. So, and I was the most careful I could have possibly been. So I can only imagine the sun damage some people have gotten from not wearing anything on their face or wearing a hat. So what is on today's episode, Joe? On today's episode, I think it's all about me. Yeah. We're talking about bathrooms in Europe on holidays. And then we're talking about my hair care tips for traveling as well. And of course, our products we didn't know we needed. Hannah, obviously I knew going into traveling that there was going to be some predicaments with bathrooms. And you and I have spoken a lot on this podcast about the glass bathroom and just clearly they're designed by men because no woman would put a glass bathroom in a hotel room where there is a toilet that she's going to have to use throughout that trip. No, And we're very comfortable together. So that was not really an issue for me personally, but there comes a time where, you know, you're going to have to use the toilet and you probably don't want someone else laying next to you basically while you do that (laughs) so there were two instances in Portugal we walked into our hotel rooms and I just went oh no oh god we walked in there's a glass bathroom right and I'm like it'll be okay it's fine it's all right and then as you get further into the room you're like oh no no this is not it's not going to be okay but 
the first one that we went into was the glass bathroom, no fan. Mm-hmm. So anything that happens in that bathroom then envelops the rest of the room. But the good thing about that place was that there was a toilet in the lobby. So that ended up being the number two toilet. Okay. And that actually worked out quite well. The lobby of the hotel. Yeah, they had toilets there, which was just, it's a godsend. Can we just make it normalised that every lobby has a number two toilet? Mm. Because no one, if you've got glass bathrooms in your hotel, everyone's cursing you. So just put a toilet in your lobby, for God's sake. And then the second place we went into, it was like the toilet was just in a glass box. (sighs) It was just the toilet that was in the glass box and then everything else was kind of open. And so there was no fan in that one either. So you would just literally sit in this glass box, which was obviously very echoey. (laughs) It was just like we got to the point where we just were like, can you go and sit out on the balcony? Because this is just not. It's not going to be good for the romance. We both have AirPods with noise cancelling. So we both, that's our, hey, put your headphones in. And when we say put your headphones in, that means I need to take a poo. Always. Yes. Okay. So you don't actually have to verbalize the need number two. Yep. No, just put your headphones in, headphones go in, and then the other person knows that you're doing a poo. Yeah. Okay. That's a good communication system you've got. There. And we both have the Apple AirPods with noise cancelling, so both of us never hear anything. It does block out all sounds. Yeah, it does. But you know what I find? The noise cancelling with the AirPods, it lets in talking. Like I can hear people talking. Definitely doesn't let poo in. I've never heard any, <laughs> any poo sounds or, or anything. So, <laughs> so I think they're effective for dating. Yeah. Really good headphones for early dating. Yeah, no, definitely. You need that in early dating. But even just like Mm. ongoing, like you don't want that to interrupt the romance, you know? I just like to have a little bit of privacy. A hundred percent. It's about the privacy. You want to just have your space to do your business and not be thinking there's someone in the next room that's being grossed out by this. Yep. You just want to be able to enjoy it sometimes. And we definitely couldn't do that in that hotel room. But the fact that we had a balcony honestly was a saviour. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you're travelling to Portugal, just a heads up, there are quite a few hotel rooms that have glass bathrooms. Luckily, we didn't have glass bathrooms in any other place. So that was really – we got that out of the way at the start of the trip and then we had proper bathrooms for the rest of it. But the thing that got me was the no flushing of the toilet paper in Greece. Did you know this was a thing? No. A lot of people that haven't been to Greece don't realise this. No, I did not know that was a thing. And it's everywhere. So, like – I don't think I encountered a single place that didn't have a sign up that said don't flush the toilet paper. So the expectation is that if you're going to wipe your bum with toilet paper, that you put it in the bin, which I cannot get around. See, that's very (laughs) normal in Thailand and in Bali, but I didn't know that was a thing in Europe. News for me. Okay. I did not know that was a normal thing in Thailand. I haven't been to Thailand, but I've been to Bali and I remember flushing toilet paper there. In some places it says do not flush toilet paper, like some restaurants. Okay. Yeah. Right. Our Airbnb was fine, but yeah, no, there's definitely more common. Right. So I couldn't get past the thought, neither of us could get past the thought of just leaving pooey toilet paper in a bin. Do they have bum guns? Only in a couple of places. So when- We'd done our business. We actually had to have a full shower because neither of us wanted to do the bum wiping with the toilet paper and leave it in the bin for the four days that we were at the Airbnb. Uh, Fair. Because it's not hotel room where it gets cleaned every day. 
it was you're there for four days and you're using the same towels and linen and yeah. have the same pooey toilet paper. Fair. So we were just in the ones that didn't have a bum gun or a bidet, we were just having full showers, which is very inconvenient. Wow. <laughs> if you're going multiple times a day, it is not convenient at all. You definitely need a in that situation it would be, yeah, bum gun is the way to go. Yes, which is why I was shocked that not everywhere had them because I just assumed, oh, okay, if you can't wipe your bum with toilet paper and put it in the toilet, surely you have a bum gun. Is this all of Greece or is this just, oh. This is all of Greece. Wow, I did not know that. Because apparently their pipes are like significantly smaller than what we have here. So if you were to flush the toilet paper, it would all just, it would be clogged up all the time. Wow. You learn something new every day. You learn something new every day. And honestly, it was such a pleasure to come home and be able to wipe your bum and put it in the toilet is all I can say. And not have to have a shower. (laughs) It does feel very clean having a shower though. And that's how you clean your bum. I can get on board with the bum gun, honestly. Yeah. I think we should try and bring that into Australia. It is very hygienic. Very. But when you're used to wiping your bum for your whole life, you kind of miss it, if I'm being honest. And then another thing that we encountered while we were gone was some diarrhea, which obviously happens, you know. I don't know what I ate, but I had it over two days that we were in Florence and it was really, really hot. And I thought it was going to be fine because, you know, I have difficult bowels and sometimes it happens and then I get over it. Are you still drinking coffee? Or no more coffee? Yes, but I didn't drink any coffee in Europe because I obviously didn't want to get into a situation if we were like away from our room. But it happened to me anyway, even though I wasn't drinking coffee. (laughs) We went for a walk to go up to this like castle somewhere and we're a significant distance from our hotel at this point Mm. and I can feel the movement going on in the tummy, you know, that feeling where you're like, this isn't right, Mm. like something's about to go down here and I was feeling that. And then I had the sudden urge. Adrian had already started walking up the hill and I just I just left him. Yeah. I just legged it back to the hotel and thankfully I made it. Okay. And then we had to get on a three-hour train the next day. So I downed so many gastro stops. Oh. And can I just tell you, gastro stop, a miracle worker. But it stops you for a while longer. No, I oh. was good. I was back to regular straight away, no issues. Just the three hours of the train it stopped you. Yeah, no, no, and it stopped me from having diarrhea then ongoing. Okay, so you just went back. Back to regular after yeah. that. Wow. So I had no no issues with taking it, but in, it was almost like within half an hour I was feeling 100% better and I was just feeling really queasy and yucky and like, needing to go all the time and I was thinking this train ride is going to be an absolute nightmare Mm. and it ended up being absolutely fine because of the gastro stop. So thank God I took my entire first aid kit because otherwise I wouldn't have had that. I feel like with gastro stop for me, because I'm not prone to as much diarrhea as you, I feel like Mm. it would stop me for a week. Yeah, no, I didn't have that issue. I'd have to counteract it with some like, did you have laxatives in the first aid kit? I did. I've never had constipation in my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be the first time. I'd have to counteract it with some laxatives. Yeah, okay. That's a delicate balance, isn't it? <laughs> I'd have to be careful with the gastro stop, but I'm glad that worked. Yeah, well, I only took the one dosage. Shout out to gastro stop. Shout out to gastro stop. Yep, happy to work with you. If you ever need an ambassador, have had a good experience. So, if you are going on a holiday anywhere, highly recommend taking gastro stop with you because it really. It's worth having. Hair care, Hannah. 
while I was away. Mm-hmm. I had quite a few questions about hair care, which I didn't expect. Usually I get questions about skincare and makeup, which I did videos on anyway. But hair care was a popular topic for some reason. I think because a lot of people have experienced dryness with their hair and brassiness with their hair when they go overseas, especially to places that have hard water. Mm. So it's very different water to what we would normally have here in Australia. Those that move to London will absolutely resonate with this because the water in London is horrible for your hair. What's in the water? It's water that has higher than normal amounts of minerals like calcium and magnesium. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yep. So it can affect your skin and hair. A lot of people that move over to the UK find that their hair is significantly drier and more brittle and they might have issues with their skin as well. And it's happened to quite a few friends of mine. So a few people had asked if I was just using the hotel shampoo and conditioner while I was away, which is an absolute no from me. Yeah, My hair care bag was like a full-sized Ziploc bag, you know, like the extra large ones. Mm -hmm. So I had a full one of them of hair care because I was not going to have dry brittle hair while I was away. And I also have colored hair. So I didn't want my color to turn orange or yellow while I was away either. So I'm going to walk you through what I took with me. Some of those products, I think are favorites of yours, Virtue products, which I hadn't used before. You use the six in one styler, don't you? Yeah, I have used that. We have before. Yeah. So I fell in love with that while I was away and I'd never used it before, but I just decided to decant it into a little container and take it with me as like my damp hair, like detangling product. So for my shampoo, I took minis of the Kerasas Genesis shampoo, which I've been using for a long time for hair fall. I just really like that shampoo. So I wanted to make sure I had it with me and I happened to have two 80 mil minis. So I took both of those Mm -hmm. and I actually only went through the first one and I only had to crack open the second one on like our last few days. So it lasted me really well. And I double wash my hair. So (laughs) that is a miracle that it lasted me that long. And then for conditioner, I took the Chroma Absolute by Kerastase because it's meant to be protective for your color. So I thought that would be good for like the UV damage and the salt and everything else that was happening to my hair. Then on damp hair, I was using the Virtue 6-in-1 Styler, which smells amazing. And also just left my hair really, really soft. I feel like that was one of the biggest things that made my hair stay in good condition while I was away. Also the Virtue Oil. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the full name of the oil, but it's the one in the little blue. Healing Oil? Healing Oil. Yes, that was so nice. And the only reason I didn't take my Kerastase Elixir Oil team was because the bottle was too big that I had and I didn't want to be carrying around an oil in like random packaging. I didn't want to have to decant it because I thought, oh, it'll leak everywhere. So the Virtue oil is in smaller packaging. So I threw that in and absolutely loved that as well. I used that heaps for slicking back my hair and just putting in my hair before I was going to wash it or I would put it in before we'd go to the beach and I knew my hair was going to be in the water. So that's a hack for you. If you are going to be swimming a lot while you're overseas, put an oil into your hair before you actually go swimming to create a bit of a barrier from that hair absorbing everything that's in the water, like all the salt. And it might help to form a little bit of a protective barrier depending what is actually in the oil. And then the most important thing that I had with me, which is actually no longer available in the form that I had it in, 
is the Revlon Professional Nutricolor Cream, which is now the Nutricolor Filter. And I think they have a different range of colors. So the color that I had, I had stockpiled before it got discontinued and reformulated. So I had like this old tube that I hadn't, I'd never opened. I literally have like three tubes of it laying around. It's like the toning color. It's a toner. Yeah. Yeah. So I used that, I think three or four times while I was away, just throw it in my hair for 10 minutes while it's damp. And it just stopped my color from going completely yellow and orange and awfully brassy while I was away. It just kept my color looking really nice. And it's also really conditioning as well. So if you found that your hair was getting a little bit dry, it just completely brings it back to life. So if you're looking for something like that to take with you, look for the Revlon Professional Neutral Color Filter. Of course, for styling, I had a sea salt spray because I never go anywhere without a sea salt spray for my slick hair. And so I also had a ball bristle brush, a toothbrush, a tail comb, <laughs> and a paddle brush. <laughs> so this is why my hair care bag was so full. How much luggage did you take? 20 kilos. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. It was a miracle. I don't know how I did it. Wow, that's amazing. But all of my hair care was in my bag, but all of my skincare was with me in my carry-on. Did you decant or you just had 30 mil serums with you? I decanted some stuff. All of my skincare was just small, like small sizes. Mm. And then any other stuff, like all of the hair care stuff, I pretty much decanted just so that I wasn't carrying around a heap of stuff. I knew it was always going to be my checked luggage, but I just didn't want to have like a 200 mil with me when I obviously wasn't going to need it. Yeah. So I did get some like big W little containers that you can decant things into. And I'm still going through them now because I didn't use everything. I had the Balmain. 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 Sea salt spray with me. I decanted that into a smaller spray bottle so that I had a bit more room in my bag. And I also decanted the R&Co dry shampoo mist the spiritualized mist, which I absolutely love. I didn't use that as much as I thought I would because I would just wash my hair or I would slick it back because I couldn't be bothered drying it and having my hair out. Did you take your own hair dryer? Yes. Dyson? No. Oh. I took a travel hair dryer, not my Dyson, because I was too scared that my Dyson would get lost in my luggage. <laughs> yeah. And I love it too much. I just, I couldn't. Fair. Pretty good size for traveling. I just didn't want to risk it getting lost in my luggage. So I took a travel hairdryer with me, which I can't talk about yet, I don't think, because I don't think it's launched, but it's from a very popular hair care brand. So you'll probably know what it is when it does launch. It folds up so you can, oh, hu- yeah, wow. you can fold down the handle, which was super handy. And some of the hair dryers that were in the Airbnbs. They're so bad. So, yeah, I was so glad that I had it with me. I know. And I also took my Cloud9 curling wand as well, which I did use a fair bit, to be honest. I thought when I was packing it, oh, you're being ridiculous. You're never going to want to do your hair, but I actually did use it. So I'm kind of glad that I did have that with me. And that was all of my hair care, really. I probably shouldn't have slicked it back as much as I did because as I mentioned in the previous episode, I had a bit of a flaky scalp when I got back. So I probably should have taken like a scalp scrub with me to really detox my scalp properly during washes so that like that mm-hmm. product buildup was being removed before I then applied more product onto it. But apart from that, I don't regret a single thing that I took. I don't even regret makeup that I took. I don't regret any skincare I took. I think I packed perfectly. And usually I regret something. I always pack makeup and then I never use it. Like never. Yeah, I used makeup a fair bit. Yeah, Europe's maybe more of a makeup place, but Bali, I wore makeup once and I had a full makeup kit with me and then I never wore it again. I took a pretty 
compacted down kit like I normally would obviously have a lot more makeup with me for an event or something like that but I took the basics that I needed and mm-hmm. I have no regrets I'm very happy with what I took so nice. I couldn't have been prouder of myself I was very minimal and I did take three cleansers with me but that's, that's what you need to do sometimes all decanted no just or minis. minis. Yeah. Nice. Mini Bioderma H2O, mini ASAP cleanser, and I didn't have to take a mini of the Alpha H balm because it's a solid. So yeah. you don't have to worry about 100 mil volume. Nice. So there you go. That's my hair care, everyone. Product we didn't know we needed. Hannah, what's yours today? Mine today is Dermalogica. I don't know how new it is, but it is the Dermalogica Dynamic Skin Retinol Serum. What I think is really interesting about this one is it's got quite a few different forms of vitamin A in there. It's got retinol, which is that kind of more potent form of vitamin A. It's then got encapsulated retinol sphere. So that actually releases retinol over time. It's got gran active retinoid, the lower strength vitamin A. But then it's also got this thing called 10HSA, which is a retinol booster. So it helps to boost the benefits of retinol. Oh, okay. Then it's also got squalane, which is moisturizing. And it's also got beta glucan, which is also moisturizing. Mm -hmm. So I did try it like with any retinol, start using it less and then build up if you don't have the tolerance for it. And then also don't forget to wear your SPF during the day. Did your skin tolerate it well? Because I know that you get a bit sensitive with retinol. Yeah, no, my skin was fine. I've been trying to build up. You were actually away. We had a really interesting chat with Dr. Cara and Mm -hmm. Matthew and I were asking lots of retinol questions. She had a really interesting, she said, stop using your other actives and just start with retinol. Mm -hmm. Mm. she's like try to build your tolerance up to retinol and then once you've got your tolerance then you can start adding back your vitamin c interesting like your other active ingredients so i like obviously being in bali so i haven't done that there but i was doing that before where i was just using retinol Mm -hmm. and then add back the other ingredients yeah just because she said the mixture it's actually probably the mixture that can cause some of that irritation as well yeah it all gets a bit much like i was probably layering retinol and then something over the top and then in the morning adding something else so i thought that was a good tip for people her view was that retinol's number one like vitamin a is ultimate yeah so i don't know if she's the word ultimate but she did she said something along those lines (laughs) what's your product my product is one that i can't fully elaborate about because it's Mm -hmm. a sunscreen but i did have a lot of people ask what body sunscreens i took overseas with me and one of them was the coco and eve body sunscreen spf 50 plus this is a 200 mil it's 35 bucks which i think is a very reasonable price for a non-pharmacy i guess sunscreen or one that you're not going to buy at the supermarket this one's infused with aloe vera and vitamin e it is lightweight and non-greasy It's got UVA and UVB protection and it is safe to use on sensitive skin. It's water resistant for up to four hours and it's fragrance free as well. And it's cruelty free and vegan if that's important to you. So that's pretty much all of the information I can give you about it. Can't really give you my personal opinion. I was the same. I spoke about the face sunscreen and it was exactly the same. Oh, the Coco and Eve one? Yeah. Yes, yeah, well, I use that as well. We can talk yep. about that in our private Off time. Yeah. yeah, whether TGA aren't listening. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Wish you could, we could give you a more 
robust review, but I can't. So there you go. That's one of the sunscreens that I took to Europe with me. Joe, I wanted to ask you, have you ever had your eyebrows laminated? No, I haven't actually. Have you? I have had them done while you've been gone and yeah. I, I really regret it. <laughs> oh, why? My eyebrows are too long to be laminated, I believe. Did they not trim them? No. Are they meant to trim them? Oh, yeah. Are they really? Okay, well, then I didn't get them trimmed. Yeah. Unless I didn't know that they were being trimmed. Okay. You might not have. I just feel like they look unwell. Show me close up. Come close to the camera. Oh, you, no, 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 no. Because I've just kept them like this now. I can't even tell. I have a photo. My sister took a photo. Okay. Yes. Send me a photo now. So did you do it before you went to Bali? No, I did it there, which was probably the problem. Oh, Hannah. <laughs> Mention that when you first start talking about it. Of course, I didn't dream them. No, I went to a really good salon. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't. I went to a really good All salon, right. yeah, that I'd heard of. And I didn't know they were meant to trim them. <laughs> when will you learn? <laughs> when will you learn, Anna? My sister took these videos of me, like, sitting by the pool trying to brush them. Yeah. Anyway, I've just, look, I have just kept them normal like this and they look fine. So when you put gel in them, are you saying that they're a bit too much? I just think overall my eyebrows aren't meant to be laminated. Okay. To be honest, I was almost, because I went to this, like, beauty event and I got given this at-home lamination thing and I was actually going to do that. So you're lucky that I went to a salon. I probably am lucky that you went to a salon in Bali, yeah. It was like a really good salon. The beauty treatments in Bali are amazing. They really are. And like if yeah. you go to like the reputable salons, I think it's fine. Yeah. I just don't think my face suits lamination. Okay. I want to see the videos so that I can see them in action. I'll get my sister to send me the video and I'll send it to you. It was pretty wild. She was like screaming with laughter. Did they tint them as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's scary in itself because the tint usually is like a lot darker than your normal brows. So that's usually like a stark, like, oh, uh, wow. I feel like, yeah, maybe that's what it was. They look all right right now. They do. They look great right yeah. now. She did a really nice job of like the threading and she yeah. got them looking really nice. And then she did the lamination. And then I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, <laughs> my sister said I looked like that character from The Grinch. Oh, yes. Yeah, Do you yeah. know? I think I know the one you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, I was. they were all making fun of me. Probably not the best <laughs> feedback, yeah. Yeah, probably not what you want to hear after a brow lamination. Oh, no. Anyway, I've got six weeks for it to wear off, but I'm just going to keep them, like, in place. I've decided, yeah. If you don't, like, brush them back into place, then they should be fine. Yeah. The beauty salons, I was, like, blown away by the treatments that I got yeah, done in okay. Bali. It was amazing. That was so good. Like, the spas that I went to were, like, amazing. I haven't been to Bali in years, so yeah, can't have experienced it. Yeah. They've got, like, a lot of great salons over there. Anyway. I just don't think laminations is for me and I won't be getting it done again. So you won't be trying the at-home one that you got? No. Maybe try it on Nick. Try it on his eyebrows. Oh, no, he's got such thick <laughs> eyebrows. That would not be – no way. But Ruby did try the at-home. Oh, did she? And how did that go? Yeah. I think it went fine. I think hers was fine. She said it was fine. I wouldn't do it on myself. Do your eyebrows feel a little bit crinkly, like a little bit stiff? Hard? Yeah. Yes. They do. Mm. Is that normal? Yeah, because they're basically perming them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the lashes feel a little bit more like brittle or dry or something when you have them lifted. I hate lash extensions as well. Never again. Never again after that experience. No. 
to my eyes can't take it. Yeah. Just, I'm going to leave my eyes now. That's it. I'm going to go back to plucking my own brows and doing my own everything. Yep. Yeah. I feel like we're settling into our groove again, Hannah. It's good to be back. (laughs) See you next week. See ya. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.